Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. Uh, this morning I want to bring a word to you, and um, in, in, um, continuing the series that Minister Chara started last week, the series of, of being built up in him. And, and this week, I'm going to talk about upward growth. Before, before I do that, I want to kind of... We've been getting some good messages, and I don't want them just to be good messages. I want them to be messages that we hear, and not a feel-good message, but messages that really challenge us and move us. And if ever there was a time where a message such as this was prudent, if ever there was a time where a message such as this is something we ought to pause and listen to, this is the time. Talking about being built up and rooted. Our brother Mike uh, spoke earlier in his talking and in his praying. He talked about how last year, things that we held on to so there, things that we held on to for life, we realized those things didn't mean so much. That those things didn't really mean much to us. We saw where people was with us for one minute and gone the next minute. We saw how COVID turned everything upside down and things that we held on so dearly, we lost some of those things. And so I want you to not just feel good about the series of messages, but take it seriously because I want to tell you something. These messages are going to find you. These messages are going to challenge you in the next months and weeks and years ahead. So take it seriously because if ever there was a time to be rooted and grounded, there is now. And I tell you, in the last five years, we've been witnesses to two phenomena. In the last five years, America and the world has witnessed two phenomena. One phenomena is a man who showed us how easy it is for a man to come to such prominence that he's almost dictatorial. A man could become so prominent that he's almost uh, anti-Christ-like. The, the second phenomena, we saw how one, one set of circumstances can so turn the world upside down that everything we knew yesterday is different today. Two years ago, when we saw someone in the street in a mask or on the bus, we would pull over from them and we'd think, what's wrong with them? Fast forward two years later, the script has been flipped. Now you see someone without a mask. You see someone not wearing a mask. And the same thing we said two years ago about the person in the mask, we put aside and we say, what is wrong with them? And God forbid they should cough or sneeze. But the point I'm making is we need to be so rooted and grounded because things are changing fast. Things are changing at a breakneck pace. Last week we had storms and we had flooding and the weatherman said, hold on, wait a minute. They were baffled because he's saying, but this is a 500-year flood. And what he was saying is 500-year floods are becoming far more often occurrences. What is he trying to say is time is moving, time is accelerating. So there is no more 500-year floods. The 500-year floods now we're experiencing every 10 years. So if there's ever a time to be rooted and grounded, my brothers and sisters, is now Donald Trump. I want to tell you something. Donald Trump was a phenomenon. Donald Trump is someone the church ought to study. Because Donald Trump has shown us how easily the Antichrist can arise and deceive us. Donald Trump has shown how easily... Donald Trump, listen, I'm not judging, and I know people are going to say don't judge, but the Bible says we're going to judge the world. See, we misunderstand this whole thing of judging. Donald Trump is an immoral man by any standard. Donald Trump is a racist by any standard. Let's be real. We're just not trying to cut. We are truth. We are people of truth. And if anyone ought to talk the truth, it's us. And yet Donald Trump has deceived millions of people, millions of Christians 
who say Donald Trump was a messenger from God, don't mistake a message from God from a messenger. A message from God can come through any source. A messenger from God is a different thing. But they're saying Donald Trump was a savior, and you see, we have millions of great Bible teachers. Listen, there are some who support him, but great Bible teachers supported this man, gave him their allegiance. You know why? Because Donald Trump spoke their language. He said, I'm going to appoint Supreme Court justices. In other words, they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade, the decision was passed in the 70s, legalizing abortion. And don't misunderstand me, abortion is a scourge in this nation. Abortion and the abuse of abortion and the legalization of abortion and how abortion has been abused is a moral scar on the nation of America that leaves a deep moral mark. So don't get me wrong, but the fact is a moral and immoral man can't uphold moral causes. You see, that's the deception. The Bible said the devil comes like a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So Donald Trump said, oh, I'm going to champion the rights of the church. He, have you ever seen Donald Trump in church? Is Donald Trump a member of any church anywhere? He's going to champion religious rights. Religious rights tells us that we are to love the less of the land. And this man talks about the poor in a way that's degrading. He talks about lesser nations and lesser people. Donald Trump is not someone who can uphold godly standards. And yet we had churches and, and ministers prophesying about Donald Trump and how God said, listen to me, Donald Trump is an immoral man. You know why the atheists tried to bring Jesus down? You know why atheists tried to discredit Christ and to say he was married and he had sexual relationships? Because if you can make Jesus immoral, you make his standards immoral. Because atheists understand that only a moral man can support moral values. And yet here's the church supporting an immoral man who in his election campaign, we all heard him on the bus talking about grabbing women's private parts. Who in America didn't hear that? How can we expect a man like that to uphold moral values? My brothers and sisters, Donald Trump should be a study of the church because that's how easily the Antichrist can arise and deceive us. The second phenomenon was COVID, and now vaccines are being mandated. And understand me, again, I took the vaccines months ago. I'm not talking about, I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way. But here is the point. The, the, the COVID-19 and the mandates that we have gone through, the quarantine, stay home, uh, the, it shows us how easily the mark of the beast can come to prominence. Just as easy as that. And people are running around saying COVID is the mark of the coat. The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. COVID vaccine is not the mark. The mark of the beast, when it comes, some of us are not even going to recognize it. But COVID vaccine is not, but it shows us how easily those things can come to prominence. So this morning, I want to tell you that if there ever was a time to stand rooted and grounded, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, now is the time. Take this message seriously. The theme of the message is built up in him today. I'm talking about upward growth. Colossians 2, verse 7. And I'm going to read from verse 6. Colossians 2, let's read from verse 6. If you could just go back to verse 6. I mean, we're going to read from verse 6. Colossians 2, let's read from verse 6. Take it back to six for me. Uh, CJ, can we go back to six? Thank you. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Built up in him, strengthened in the faith 
as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Last week, our minister even spoke to you and he talked about being rooted. And this morning, I'm, I'm going to touch on it again. I'm gonna, my, 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 my focus of my uh, speech this morning, my message this morning, is that second part of being built up in him. Last week, Reverend even spoke to you about being rooted in the word of Christ and being rooted in the Christ. And this morning, I'm here to talk about being built up in him, but I'm also going to touch a little bit on the rooted in him part because the truth is I can't talk about build up without talking about the rooted. There is no building up in Christ if you're not first rooted in Christ. And so I don't want anybody to leave here this morning thinking that we can build up any other way than in the root that is Christ. And so I'm going to touch on the root this morning because the building up and the rooted, they're not mutually exclusive. You, 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 you can't be built up in Christ if you're not first rooted in Christ. And so I'm going to be touching on both of them this morning. I'm going to touch on both the, the, the rooted and the built up. The, the word, the term built up used here is used in a continuous process. It, 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 the, the tense is a present continuous tense. In other words, we are built right now, but we are continually being built up in Christ. Last week, the minister, Reverend, even told you that the rooted, we're, it's the same thing. It's a present continuous thing. We're rooted now, but we're continuing to grow deeper and deeper in Christ. Same thing as we've been built up in Christ. Is, it's a present continuous tense. It's present, but it never stops. It's a process that goes on and on and on. It's a continually being built up in him. And the two terms here used by Paul are construction terminology. Being rooted and being built up. Paul was using what are construction terminology. Rooted in the construction term speaks to the foundation of a building. The foundation of a building or structure, listen to this, is the single most important physical element of that structure. The height of the building, the size, the strength, the, the durability of a building or structure lies within its foundation. Jesus in the scriptures clearly defines the foundation, watch this, the building blocks, the structure of a building as it pertains to the believer and being built up in him. And we want to explore that a little bit this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27, this would bring that scripture up. We're going to look at Jesus really outlining, and I believe, uh, Minister Atkinson, Paul may have had the scripture in mind when he spoke Colossians 2, verse 7. Paul may have had the scripture in mind. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27 reads, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice, watch this, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the windows blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall. Why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Watch this. And it fell, not just with any crash, but with a great crash. With a great crash. And, and typically when we hear teachings on the scripture, we tend to focus on the, the soil. We tend to focus on the type of ground on which we build. This morning I want to explore and extract for you and for us a deeper, more significant message than just the type of ground on which we build. And why the type of ground on which we build is of great importance, 
and we're studying and evaluating before we can build what Jesus was highlighting are three even more critical elements, our future features of a building or construction. You may read the scripture and say, well, preacher, they're just talking about those who put their, his word into practice and those who don't put his word into practice, but it goes far more than that. Jesus talks, one, about the foundation. He talks, two, about the building blocks, and then he talks about the structure or the building. And let's, let's look at the foundation. The foundation is that from which the building is established upon. Build up on him. So it's the foundation of a building is that on which the building is established upon. The beautiful structure that you see above the ground, the buildings you see in Manhattan, if you look, take a deeper look and you look at the architecture, you'll see that they go deep underground, that those buildings were established on a strong, sturdy foundation. The reason they're able to stand and to withstand the sway in the wind is because of the foundation that was first laid. So here Jesus makes it clear what the foundation is that he's describing. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, everyone who hears these words of mine. See, that's what the foundation is. Jesus is laying the foundation. He says, I'm the foundation. He says, if you hear these words that come from where the foundation, he says, anyone who hears these words of mine is like a wise man. So yes, the type of ground on which we build is critically important, but here the, the type of ground on which we build is important in the sense that it informs us on what kind of foundation we're going to need. The Bible said we've been raised in sin, brought up in sin, and so we, we, our foundation is already, our, our ground is already shaking, minister. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That, that's shaky ground. That's sandy ground. And so the, the ground really determines what kind of foundation we're going to lay. That is as far as the ground is important. The foundation that we lay in the type of ground in which we build is more important than the type of ground itself. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You can build on sand. You can really build anywhere. What the ground determines, what the ground informs is how strong your foundation needs to be. So the number one, do you, know, you know that the number one and number three tallest buildings in the world were built on the sand in the Middle East? The number one and the number three tallest buildings in the world were built in the Middle Eastern desert on sand. Number one is the Burj Khalifa, 2,717 feet tall. It was in Dubai, the Arab Emirates. The number three tallest building is the Arab Al-Bayt, 1,971 feet tall, built in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. By comparison, the tallest building in America is number six in the world. That's the Freedom Tower. It's the sixth tallest building in the world. It's in paltry 1,776 feet, a full 941 feet shorter than the Burj Khalifa built in the Middle Eastern Desert. If you could just bring that image up real quick for me. I'm going to show you something. Just bring that image up. I want to give you a sense of what I'm talking about. Those are the, build, the tallest buildings in the world. The building to your extreme, to my extreme left, is the Burj Khalifa. The number three building, that wide and tall building there, is the number three building in the world. That's in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. If you go three buildings over from that, that's the Freedom Tower. It's a dwarf compared to those first three or four buildings. 
The, the point I'm making is the ground on which you build is not the issue. It's the foundation that you lay in the ground that's really critical. The ground informs the foundation. In uh, the building of the Burj Khalifa, they dug hundreds of feet deep. And watch this. You miss something in what Jesus says. He says, establish upon the rock. Do you understand that hundreds of feet below that sand there is bedrock? They drilled hundreds of feet below the sand and drilled pylons hundreds of feet below the sand and poured 45,000 metric tons of concrete weighing 134 million pounds, tons. That's a lot of concrete because they understood that they were building on sand and in order to build on sand, a building that would withstand the desert elements and withstand the harsh conditions of the desert and withstand unless they had to drill a foundation that hit bedrock. And so brothers and sisters, it's not the ground that's the issue, it's the foundation. And so what Jesus was saying is, it don't matter if you build on sand, see, see, Building on sand without a foundation is like driving poles in the ground and establish a structure. It may stand for five minutes, but the minute it's tested, it won't stand. Why? Because there's no foundation. It really isn't the ground. It's the foundation in the ground. And Jesus is saying, we live in a sinful world, don't we? But he's saying, in this sinful world, in this sinful soil, in this sinful, you ought to have a foundation that hits bedrock. And Jesus says, I'm that bedrock. So the reason they'll last is due to the types of foundations that they were built on. 1 Corinthians 9, and the point I'm trying to make is this, the type of soil doesn't determine whether you can build, it determines the foundation upon which you build. If we were built on any other foundation than that which is Jesus Christ, irrespective of where you build, I want to tell you something this morning, it won't stand and it won't last a minute. First Corinthians 3 verse 9 to 10 says, Watch this, for we are co-workers with God. You're God's field, God's building. Watch this. By the grace God has given me, I laid, watch this, a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each of you should build with care. Watch this. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Christ Jesus. See, see it's not the ground. It's the foundation. And if you're building on any other foundation this morning except Jesus Christ, I want to tell you something. It's like a man who builds on a sand without digging a foundation to hit bedrock. And the second thing Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 7, he talks about the building blocks. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus says, Therefore, watch this, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice is like a wise man building on the rocks. See, the building blocks in which Christians, Christian lives are built upon are Christ's word. Those are the building blocks that build our lives. And so we're talking about how to be built up in him. Well, what are the building blocks that build us up? They are the word of God. There are no other building blocks, my brothers and sisters. Jesus said the one that is going to stand, the building that's going to withstand, is the building that's built with the word of God as the building blocks. So Jesus is saying this morning that, there, that one, there's no other foundation, and two, there's no other world, no other building blocks except the word. You can't build on any other foundation but Jesus. You can't build using any other building block but the word of God and the word of Christ himself. In John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, we read, 
In the beginning was the Word. Hallelujah. And the Word was God. And the Word was with God. He was God in the beginning. Watch this. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Do you understand that Jesus was the foundation? He is the foundation. From the beginning he was the foundation. So there's nothing made that was made without Jesus. So the word became flesh. Watch this. And made its dwelling among us. So here's the word, Sister Yvonne. The word who is the foundation. See, see, in constructing the Burj Khalifa, millions of tons of concrete was poured to make the foundations. As a direct consequence, my brothers and sisters, millions of tons of concrete was also poured to make this superstructure. What am I saying? What are the point? You can't separate the foundation from the structure. Concrete, Sister Yvonne, built the foundation. Concrete was laid to build a structure. In other words, what I'm saying to you, the foundation and the structure is built from the same material. You can't build any other foundation but Jesus, but you can't build on Jesus using anything but the word of Jesus Christ. You can't build on Christ building anything but the word of God. And it's very much the same way that building, that tall building in the desert can stand and withstand is because the same material used to build the foundation is used to build the superstructure. And the Bible says Jesus, the foundation, in the beginning, he was the word. The foundation. And the word is speaking out of the word to say, hey, any man who builds on this foundation, understand, understand what I'm saying to you. You can't build on anything but Jesus without using his words. And that's why those buildings will last. We must spend time reading and understanding and applying the word in every area of our lives. Do you understand that the word is important? My brothers and sisters, if this message is the only word you'll hear this week, you're in trouble. If on a Sunday, the preacher's message is the only time you hear the word of God, you're in trouble. You're not being built up. You're not going deep because you have to spend time personally studying and establishing yourself in the Word of God, reading the Word of God. And then Jesus said, not just reading, but he says it's in the application that you are being built up. So it's not just enough even to hear the Word of God. He says, put it in practice. That, that is how you're built up. Because why? The words are the building blocks that build our lives as believers in Jesus Christ. And the third thing Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, he outlined, so one, he outlined what the foundation is. He says, anyone who hears these words of mine. In other words, Jesus says, I'm the foundation. Then he says, um, what he outlines what the building blocks are. He says, anyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice, he says, those are the building blocks of the word of God are the building blocks of Christian life. Then he goes on and he outlines what the building or the structure is. Matthew 7, verse 24, Jesus says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and put them into practice. See, the structure is the everyone. The, the buildings are the everyone's. The structure of a building being built upon the construction are the practitioners of the word of God. He says, anyone who hears my word, one, I'm the foundation, the words are the building block. But he said, if you put the building blocks into practice, in other words, if you start laying these blocks and if you start building with the word, if you start laying, laying blocks, the superstructure, he says, that's how you become built up 
And so we are the building, we are the building brothers and sisters. Sister Yvonne, do you know that you're not the builder? Minister Mitchell, you're not. Brother Mike, you're a, you're a good-looking guy, but I'm sorry to tell you, you're not the builder. Brother Niles, you're not the builder. We're the building. We're, we're not the construction workers. We're not the contractors. We are the construction. We are the ones being built up. You and I are the ones being built up. We are not the workers. We are not the contractors. We are not the builders. We are the building under construction. Can I tell you something? Jesus says, I will build my church. He makes it clear who the builder is. So who is the church? The church is made up of individual believers. In order to build the church, he has to build every believer. Jesus says, I will build you. He says, in order to build my church, and we are the church, he says, Jesus says, I'm the builder. Don't mistake it. You're not the builder. Jesus alone is the builder. As a matter of fact, Minister Mitchell, we have one responsibility. Once we have established our faith in Jesus Christ, which is the foundation, he says, now your responsibility as a part of this, as a construction, he says, is to apply the word. To study the word. To put the word into practice. And so we're not the builders. We're not the construction workers. We are the construction. We are the building that is in process. And do you know that you're a work in process? You're not done yet? Jesus isn't done building you. 1 Peter 2, verse 4 to 5, he says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, watch this, you also are like living stones. What? You are being built up. He didn't say you're building. He says you are like living stones. You are being built up. I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters. If you're not reading God's word, if you're not studying God's word, if you haven't been rooted in the foundation, it's hard. God isn't going to be able to build you up because God is not going to defy his own standards. God understands that his foundation for your building is Christ Jesus, and God understands that the building blocks for your building is, Christ, is his words of God. If you don't have the foundation, if you don't have the word, how can God build you? But he says you're like lively stones. Who is he talking to? He's talking to the practitioner of the word. He says you practitioners of the word, you who hear the word and put it into practice and who are building on the foundation. He says you're like lively stones being built up. It's a process. It's a continual process. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9 to 10 says, For we are co-workers with God in God's service. Watch this. You are God's field, God's building. <laughs> We're not the builders, we're the building. You're not the contractor, you are the constructions. And so I have a question, if the, if, if, if the fact is that it's true that we've been built up in God, if we've been built up in Christ the foundation, then what, what, does, what should this building look like? What should this structure look like? 1 Peter 2 verse 4 to 5 says this, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. Watch this. You also are like living stones. Watch this. Being built up into a spiritual house. I <laughs> See, that's what you ought to look like. We ought to look less carnal. We are to be more sinful. We are to lie less. We are to look more Christ-like. 
We are to look more spiritual because God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him. How in spirit and in truth. If we're so carnal, if we never change, if we never look different, if we're not growing up in our spiritual life, if we're not growing up in the word, if we're not maturing spiritually, you're really not being built up. And so what does this house look like? He says you ought to look like a spiritual house. In other words, look less like the world. If as the people of God, if as the church of God, if we say we're being built up and it's not being reflected in how we look to the world, something we're deceiving ourselves. If the world, when they see us, we're being built up, doesn't look at us and says something different about the woman, she loves God. If the world doesn't see a difference, we really aren't being built up because he says if you're being built up, then there's evidence of that building. You know why, why, why you can tell the Burj Khalifa is there's this evidence of that 2007. It looks different. It makes the desert look different, Stephen. It changes the desert, the look of the desert. If when you go to your job, you don't change the atmosphere. If when you get in a conversation, you don't shift the conversation. Understand what I'm saying. You ought to look like a spiritual house. And then what is the purpose for which we are being built? Because, you know, if we are being built up, there's a reason for it. The, the Burj Khalifa was built to be the world's first six-star hotel. Ever hear of a six-star hotel? I didn't even know that existed. It's probably the only one existing in the world. It is so phenomenal that it has more stars than any other hotel in history. Well, what is the purpose for which God is building us? Matthew chapter 21, verse 13 says, And he said, and he said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer. What, what, what would you look like? What, 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 are, what is God building us for? We ought to be prayerful people. He said we ought to pray without ceasing. Why? Because our prayers make a difference in the world. Our prayers move God to action. Our prayers invoke the word and the power of God. Jesus says, pray, my, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Understand that as a building that has been built up, one, what we ought to look like, we're a spiritual house, but what is our purpose? He said you ought to be a house of prayer, man. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20, he says, You were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Why? Because we're a building. And then who should occupy the spiritual house? Who's occupying your building? Who's occupying that superstructure that has been built up in Christ? 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? See, 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 God isn't just building you to make you look good. God isn't just building you so you can walk around saying, oh, I'm holy. I'm... God isn't building you for that. He said you're, he's building you because you're a place that his spirit is going to occupy. He's building you to house his spirit. The Bible says you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. That is why God is building you as a house to, 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 to hold, to, to, where the Holy Spirit will dwell. And so if my brothers and sisters, if you're not walking in the Spirit, the Bible says walk in the Spirit, that you'll not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. Do, do you understand why you're still so prone to sin, why you're still so prone to bad habits? It's because the Holy Spirit isn't occupying that for which is being built for him. And so the purpose of which God is building you up is not so you can look cute and go to church and look good and smell good. It's so that the Spirit of God can dwell in you richly. Because after all, it's the Spirit of God that's going to take the, the, the work of God, the, 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 the building blocks. Do you understand? He's, the, he's God's workman. 
Do you understand the Holy Spirit is God's work? Man, he takes that word. When you read that word, when you digest that word, that Holy Spirit takes that word and he begins to work it in you and he begins to, he begins to build you. He's be, why? Because the foundation is laid in the word of God. The building blocks have been applied. The Holy Spirit then occupies you. He dwells in you. Not only just he, does he build you, it's like building your dream home. Who's going to live in there? I'm, gonna live. I'm not building my dream home for somebody else. So God isn't building up this structure. He's not building us up for somebody else. He's building us up for his Holy Spirit. And so we ought to be a house where the Spirit of God dwells. We ought to be less fleshly and more spirit-like. We ought to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We ought to be different in how we talk and how we walk. And then who owns this building? Because, you know, if we're talking about building up, I want to make it clear who owns the structure. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you and whom you have received from God? You are not your own. <laughs> You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. God isn't building you to stay by yourself. Brothers and sisters, God is building you to send you to a mission field. If you're growing up in God, you ought not to be so selfish. And by that I mean you are not to be so withdrawn from the world. God is building you. He says, yeah, you don't own yourself. He says, I'm building you because I own you. And Jesus says, go into the world. So, so God is the owner of this building. And too often as Christians, we, we come to church and we, we have too many rights. And when we forget the commands of God and our rights overturn the commands of God because after all, I have a right. Well, you don't have a right when it comes to God. When you come to God, your only right you have is to be obedient to the word of God. Why? Because it says you're no longer your own. And so in conclusion this morning, my brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that as followers of Jesus Christ, we are a building under construction. The foundation is Jesus Christ. There is no other foundation but Jesus Christ. And the building blocks are the word of God. You can't build your life on any other foundation other than Jesus Christ. You can't build your life with any other building blocks than the word of God. The Bible says how we transform by renewing our mind. How do we renew our mind? Through the word. The word is like food. And so we can't be transformed. We can't be built up without the foundation. We can't be built up without the word of God. And then we must understand that we are a building under construction in Christ. Christ. Christ is the builder. Christ is the designer. The Holy Spirit is the occupant. And when we understand these things, we understand what growing up ought to look like. And we understand that what we ought to look like as we grow up. That brothers and sisters, we're a spiritual house, and I'm challenging you this morning to take the word seriously. Now is the time to be rooted and grounded. You know, the Bible says when the trumpet sounds, I said to a co-worker last week, I said it's as though the church is work, waiting for the trumpet to get about God's business. The Bible says on that day they'll be weeping on national teeth. I'm going to tell you something, my brothers and sisters. A lot of us who are waiting for the trumpet to sound to get serious, it's going to be too late. Now is the time to get serious. Now is the time to get rooted and grounded because I'm telling you something. We may very well see the Antichrist in our lifetime. We may very well see the... Why? Because things have been so accelerated. Things that we expect to be 100 years away. I can tell you something. It's 10 years down the road. 
And so you can't wait to be rooted and grounded. The time to be rooted and grounded and built up is now. Today. And I'm telling you the foundation on which you build is Jesus Christ. The building blocks with which we build are the word of God. And we are the building on the construction. We are the one being built up. We've been built by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, come, let us make man in our likeness, in our image. He's the builder. Jesus says, I will build my church. And so what is our response? Our response is to say, Jesus, you alone are the foundation. And I may have been building on shaky ground today. I may have been building on other foundation. I may have been building on other things. But this morning, Jesus, I want to get it right. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, I'm telling you, whatever ground you're building on, whatever success you may have in this world is fleeting. It's like building on sand. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It doesn't matter the, the size of your house. It doesn't matter how much earthly security you have. I want to tell you this morning that if you're not building on the foundation that is Jesus Christ, if you've not received him as your Savior, you're building on sand. But that can change this morning. Because remember, I told you, it's not the ground on which you build that really matters so much. It's the foundation that you lay in that ground that will enable you to stand. And so if you've not never known Jesus as Lord and Savior this morning, I invite you to receive him. The song says, crown him. You know how we crown Jesus? Because the truth is, we, we, God crowned him already. We crown him through obedience. We, we crown him through love. We crown him through surrender. We crown him through worship. That's how we crown him. So if you want to bring a crown and crown Jesus this morning, make him Lord of your life. Make him the foundation in which you build. So if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, I'm inviting you this morning because the truth is what's coming is going to affect the world, not just the church. And so if you've never known Jesus Christ as Lord, I invite you this morning to receive him. If as a believer this morning, you know Jesus, but you're building somewhere else. You're building another foundation. Jesus says, you too are like that man who built on the sand. He said, you're going to crumble. And so I invite every believer this morning to get serious, to get rooted, to get built up, because we're living in unprecedented times. And the challenges are ramping up. I've never heard of so much flooding. There's flooding almost on every continent. I've never heard of so much fire. There's fires on almost every continent. And I had to stop, Sister Yvonne, and I had to think about it. And I thought about it for a minute. I said, hold on. It's almost as though, Minister Mitchell, we're caught between God's two judgments. Because God judged us with water before, true or false. And there's a judgment of fire that is coming. And across the world, there are floods all over. And every continent, there's flood. And every continent, there's almost a wildfire. And I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, God, are you speaking to us? Are you reminding us that you're a God that judged before? And you're reminding us that you're going to judge again. Water on one end, fire on that. We're almost as though we're caught between it's one and signs of the time. And we are to be rooted and we are to be built up. And we look at these things and we hear the news and we turn away from it because we don't understand that. Hold on. There has to be. That, that's a message from God. Water and fire. Past judgment, coming judgment. God is speaking to us. And church, if nobody should see the signs, if nobody else has seen the signs, as the people of God, we ought to see the signs. And when we see the signs, we ought to dig deeper. We ought to go deeper. We ought to read more. We ought to pray more. We ought to study God's words more. Why? Because we're living in unprecedented times. 
and what you think is going to take 20 years is going to be knocking on your door in a few years. What you think was a hundred year storm is coming now every year. We're halfway in the storm season and we're already almost exhausted the list. You know last year we went into the uh, Greek alphabet for storms? That's the type of time, season that we live in. So I want to pray with you this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, uh, God, that you've spoken to us, God, that you reminded us, Jesus, what the foundation is, who the foundation is. And you've reminded us in your word that we can build on no other foundation than Jesus Christ himself. And not only that, you reminded us of what the foundation is, you reminded us, God, that the structure is derived from the foundation and the word of God who is the foundation, the word who was God in the beginning, who became flesh. God, you spoken he said any man who builds on any other foundation than you Jesus is building on sad and you said the the, 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 the building blocks from which we build are your very words so God you've spoken your word this morning you've reminded us who the foundation is you've reminded us what the building blocks are but you've also reminded us that we are the ones under construction that we are the buildings under construction that we are the ones being built up in Christ Jesus in being built up, God, we are to look a certain way. We are to appear a certain way. Our behavior ought to change. Our thinking ought to change. Because God, if there's building up and there's no change, then we really aren't being built up at all. We are like the one who builds on sand. So God, I pray this morning for a transformation in our hearts, a transformation in our lives. I pray, God, that this word would challenge us as every believer, that God, we look around and see the signs of the times, oh God, and that we we'll dig deep and that God would allow your Holy Spirit to take the word that we read and study and build us up and mature us and grow us up into Christ Jesus, that we would be able to stand in these evil times, God, and not compromise our faith and not compromise our godly integrity. Why, God? Because we're blueprinted and built up in Jesus Christ with the right building blocks. Oh, God, would you have your way. Build your church, Lord Jesus. Build every individual here this morning. I pray for those who don't know you as Lord. That Spirit of God, you would draw them to you. Draw them to the foundation this morning. Draw them to the foundation this morning, oh God. And those who know you, God, who are building on shaky ground. Those who hear your word, God, and are just hearers. Who are not yet practitioners. I pray, God, that we would all become faithful practitioners of your word because it's in the practice and it's in the apply, application of your word to our lives that we become superstructures that are we able to withstand the elements that the enemy and the world would throw at us. So Father, build us up. Build us up, oh God. We submit to you. We submit to your Holy Spirit. We submit to your word and we say, God, build us up. You say, he began a good work in us is faithful to complete and so God would you build us up would you grow us and would you mature us God into buildings godly buildings that make a difference in the world godly buildings that stand out in our homes and stand out in our workplaces and stand out on the bus and stand out in the supermarket oh God that we would be godly superstructures that are evident but God in building up is because we're going up because we're pointing to you as we grow up God we're growing up because we're growing toward you we're attaining to your standards and so when others see us, may they see Jesus. When others see us, may they think about Jesus. May we be a spiritual house, God, in which your spirit will dwell with power and with anointing. Have your divine way, God. 
have your way. Help us to take the word of God seriously. Help us to take the, 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 the spirit of God seriously. Help us to take your instructions seriously. Oh God, it's not time to be shaky. It's not time to be, as Brother Albert would say, half-stepping, oh God. It's time to dig in. It's time, God, to put our full foot in. It's time to get whole-bodied into this thing, oh God. It's time to love you with all our minds and heart and soul and strength. Oh God, it's not time to be fragmented. It's time to be all in. So this morning, God, I pray for an all-in kind of mentality. I pray for a sold-out kind of mentality. In the name of Jesus, that you might build your church. And in building your church, God will become a city on a hill that is hard to ignore. A city on a hill that the world can see. A city that gives light to a lost world. We praise you, God, and we adore you. Thank you for the opportunity to bring your word. Oh, God, I never take it for granted. Thank you, God. We praise you. We honor you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Wow. That was a great message. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to cog-eny.com. That's cog-eny.com. And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now God bless.